Welcome in to another episode of Indie B&B. Today I'm joined by two of the Phantom Men, Alan and Matt. <laughs> How we doing? How's it going? Yeah. Good, yeah, good. I'm, good. Good. I'm, I'm alive. Awesome. I'm alive. I wish I was dead, but I'm alive. Which is, which is kind of yeah, counteractive to the, the band name. <laughs> yeah. I like no. it. I like it. I like it. So... I met these two guys over at, uh, you know, we were our buddies' dream phases. They they were playing a show, and and the Phantom Men opened up. Uh, they were all opening up for Timothy Erie, and uh, so we we got to talking after the show and you know, invited them on. These guys are veterans of the Atlanta scene, so excited to talk with them a little bit more about you know their band and and everything going on with them. So guys, I mean, Phantom Men, you know, how did we start it up? You know, where do we get the name? Give me give me the details. Well, we're a, uh, I call us a horror rock band. Um, we don't give a shit anymore. So we only write about like <laughs> universal stuff, you know, universal horror movies. Um, back when we cared was I'd go, I'd got to go all the way back to 2001, probably when our original band started and Matt was in it. Jesus. John, the singer was in it and a different drummer and they started it. Eventually I joined on in 2003. Um, and that eventually became a band called the Futurists. And we did pretty well in Atlanta and toured a little bit. I left in 06 and they, they continued for a couple of years after that. Our manager was actually Tim Sweetwood, the guy who created Shaky Knees. So he's obviously <laughs> made a better name for himself. Than I think, I think we propelled him into his, uh, yeah, his grand career. Yeah. yeah. There'd be no Shaky Knees without Phantom in. Um, <laughs> like that. So uh, Matt, Matt and John kept playing in a really great uh, band called Brain, but uh, that I guess that petered out in about 2015, and then I sort of was doing career stuff and just had a breather and was like, I, I got to play music again. So I just put it out there in the world. Like, I didn't even contact these guys. I put it out there in Facebook, and uh, they were the first ones to say, hell yeah. So, so I thought, um, we already know how to play together, so we just started um messing around with stuff. I remember the first practice session, we were called Bell Breakers at the time. And I'll, 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 tell, I'll say why that name changed in a bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, Matt, it was me and Matt, we were in this room and we, we uh, together wrote the skeleton for the song Witchery, which I think was our first song that we like finished. Um, and uh, I still got like the iPhone recording, which is just, I, I love that. Um, and so we, uh, we kind of, we had a different drummer named Matt and yet a different, yet, yet another different Matt. It's the third Matt yeah, right. we've been involved with. So we were, uh, writing music and trying to figure out what we were all about. We, we literally just shoved words together and came up with bell breakers. Um, I, I like I like this album called Blues Breakers that has Eric Clapton and John Mayall. So I wanted breakers in it. So we're like, what goes with breakers? And Bell sounded all right. So we played like a couple charity shows, like low pressure, just to get our feet wet. And our after that, our drummer left and uh, we got our current guy, Kurt, who we've known um, from like our Marietta and Atlanta music scene days. And that clicked really well. So we. That, then we like really started playing oh. and um we recorded an ep damon moon's standard electric recording studios and then started getting some pretty good shows for us um but every time we were 
on you know on social media they the, the venue would like try and tag us right they kept on misspelling bell breakers as ball breakers which is <laughs> a local all-female acdc cover band which is fine i love acdc but yeah. it, it just made it impossible to like deal with anything so we we're like all right this shit's got to go um and then at some point i think john came up with phantom in because it's the Swedish word for phantom and we'd started writing these horror rocks. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna miss out on this this gym. Say that again, Alan. What? Say that again. You kinda you kinda cut out. Oh okay. Yeah. So John came up with the name Phantom in because uh, it's the Swedish word for phantom. And you know we realized all our songs were horror inspired. And from there we just started, you know, putting skulls and motorcycles on everything we possibly could. And that's so far pretty worked out, pretty, <laughs> worked out pretty well for us. Um, you know, we just, just, <laughs> it, what's great is we don't have any, we don't feel beholden to like any expectations of trying to please whoever or, or trying to, you know, make this a career or whatever. We just want to put out stuff that entertains us and entertains people. Um, and that's sort of what we uh, spit out over time. I like it. I like it. So, you know, you mentioned horror rock. Like, you know, that's something that's unique. And, and I've, you know, I've heard a different couple, couple of different kinds of rock. But horror rock's one that I haven't delved into a ton. Uh, as you can hear, the lovely fire agent coming, to, coming in from uh, 10th Street over here. But uh, horror rock. I mean, you guys are watching a whole lot of horror movies. Is it like, you know, inspired by that? What, what, what inspires somebody to right horror rock definitely yeah, I think it's a little bit of that for sure i mean our, our our lead singer just got married and i think the attire was um what was it uh vampire vampire, vampire sheep. yeah <laughs> so i think yes. i think it's it's in his dna and i, I think alan it, it kind of leaned into that as well with his own writings yeah and you know there's also um there's a couple different movies with really good soundtracks of like kind of similar stuff so the best example is probably return of the living dead an 80s sort of b b movie classic and it's got it's got really really great shit on there that that sounds thematically is, is similar to what we do so so eventually we had a skull the size of a human torso made that's we call skull tron and he he lives with us and 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 plays shows with us um and he recently had two children um who were made their debut at the at box when you were there and, and you know that family will grow i think very nice skulltron um how'd you guys name him? you know what did what did you know what inspired you guys wanted to put you know i, I think it's definitely something that, that's memorable i i for sure you know, i think probably the first thing i said to you when i came up to you after the show was like would you get would you get to get the skull and what's the deal here and <laughs> so who made it what's the you know what's the story behind uh you know wanting to have a, a giant skull on the stage be with you well uh our, our our sculpture artist buddy named eddie farr made it um he's a really fantastic interesting artist who's doing a lot of um installation art involving computer and data processing he's got something going on on the uh some of the signs near mercedes-benz actually right now so he's he's doing really cool stuff and he was he, he i was talking about you know wanting to eventually build an entire giant skeleton and he did the skull and then we kind of got lazy and then that's all it's been eventually there will be arms that will surround the stage um 
<clears throat> that's that's where that came from. And so, sometimes we uh, make his eyes light up. So that's why he's <laughs> sometimes. <I not>. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, as you guys have you know gotten inspired, obviously, you know, movies and, and other things like what are some bands that you guys have felt like, you know, kind of taken you guys taken to write the writing process? And, and when you, you listen to something, you hear it, you're like, man, I like I love that. Like, I want to put that into what we're doing. Um, what are some of those people that you guys have been influenced by? So for the things that come to mind first are Ghost, who's kind of like a modern day Black Sabbath meets ABBA meets Kiss. And they do a lot of costumes and crazy stuff. Um, Queens of the Stone Age. And yeah, I think it's a lot of Queens. Yeah, there's a lot of Queens influence in Black Row. And, and like, that's kind of like the more angular rock that we started with. And we're trying to move more into like a kind of a groove base rock that like is not so complicated and feels a little more just like, you know, with a deeper beat to chill to. So like for that, you know, we listen, I listen to a lot of Black Rebel Motorcycle Club and this, you know, Uncle Ass and the Dead Beats is a big one. I talked, I told you before we started recording, I went to go see them in March and blew my face off. It was great. That's awesome. I feel like a lot of yeah. times practices kind of devolve into uh, Metallica covers. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, John, John also, John likes to insert like country and Broadway sometimes. So, um, you know, every once in a while we'll play like uh, the, the, <laughs> the soundtrack. Even some yacht rock in there. <laughs> some yacht rock. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you never know. You never know what inspiration is going to come from. The, uh, the, the soundtrack to the Brave Little Toaster is, is, something that we, we draw from. little yeah. the soundtrack was by this genius composer named van dyke parks who worked with the beach boys so like we actually listen to the songs you're like oh my god this is complex and and, and like uh, it's it's surprising gosh i hadn't thought about the brave little toaster <laughs> so long now i'm gonna have to go back and and, and listen back to the soundtrack oh, yeah. and hear, hear this oh, yeah. vibe so you know, you guys are obviously, you know, inspired by, you know, it seems like a litany of things. Like when you're trying to, um, you know, come up and, and what's your process as far as like, all right, we're going to write, you know, sit down and write a new song or sit, you know, sit down and kind of play around and work through, you know, some, what's the writing process look like? Is it start with you, Alan, or is it Matt, does it start with you or what's the, you know, what's it look like? Alan tends to kind of record some riffs on his own and kind of disseminate them to the band uh and so we'll we'll go two ways we'll either go with him kind of coming to a practice and kind of mapping it all out we just kind of try to fill in the spots or we get to you know the the jam side of things where someone like kurt will just start you know rocking a beat and then we'll just uh start layering on top of that and you know nine times out of ten it's terrible but uh you know that one time you're like yeah all right let's let's work through that let's play through that and something good comes out of it so it's a uh, it's it goes both ways of planned as well as kind of inspirational I would I would say that at the, in the beginning it was more songs constructed or partially constructed by me and now as we're getting to um, a better idea of what we want to sound like we're I think you know it's it the extemporaneous writing usually works out a little better for 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 now um, and we're trying to anyways we'll we have rehearsal tomorrow night we'll see how it goes it's been a while <laughs> and then lyrically I feel like Alan and, and John really kind of meld minds and uh try to figure wait out a minute, wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> i have to tell a story so we just recorded three songs 
and they're they're great they're, they're like more you know the the ep we have out now i stand behind it it's awesome but these three new songs are like a lot closer to where we are now and um there was this one song where so john's very good at just completely making crap up live you know so we'll have a song that's like three years old and if you ask him to go record it he's like man i need to write lyrics and you're just like what what have you been singing <laughs> like, I, I, I frankly don't know so we tracked everything to this new song called castlevania and and he was like uh i need to write lyrics alan can you do it so in like 20 minutes i'm just like oh my god and that that was it so i'm taking in studio for that. yeah yeah i'm taking credit for that one we're, we're on yeah. the company time here Let's yeah i know it. right <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it. Gotta get it done. I like it. Hey, well, sometimes there's there's you know that lightning strike bit, you know, of inspiration or or the you know putting you against the wall probably probably produces some of the best stuff. So oh, for sure, man. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, you talked about a little bit about layering and, and kind of that part of it. That's something that I notice a lot in y'all's music. And you know, kind of hear a guitar and then I hear kind of a different part of it. And so you know, is that something as as you guys are progressing, you know, and you kind of are. are you know, evolving as a band like is that something you guys are trying to do more of is like you know continually layer like i like that thing you said about groove you know being a groove band i was listening to it earlier when i was on my, my commute home and i was like man like they are groovy like way different you know, <laughs> like you, you, if you, you if you took a picture of them that you think all right punk rock for sure but then you you listen to it and it's like much more you know relaxed soothing groove so is that something the direction y'all are going to or um I would, I would actually say, um, you know, kind of the opposite. Um, and and yeah. there's a bit of context behind this. Our, our, our EP, you know, we, we, we were thinking about different people to record us. And basically we had these two options, Damon or um, what is it called? Matt Madison Studios? Uh, yeah, yeah, Madison. Yeah. With, um, Tanner so that, and that's Tanner Hendon's place. And he was drummer for... Um, Matt's last band Brain and they definitely like probably would have been the more obvious choice in terms of style Damon does a lot more indie stuff and I thought well gosh that would just be so interesting to to use someone that's not you know really in our strike zone if you will and also he was cheaper so I mean that was probably the actual reason but uh, I, I like the artistic reason better anyways obvious. Anyways, I was kind of driving, you know, that process and I'd never really <laughs> been in charge of producing a song before. And I think that if we would do it all over again, we probably would have stripped it down a little bit in some ways. So yeah. we are taking a different approach to these, these next three songs, which we'll be re releasing as singles next year and going for more of a live sound and really only adding stuff on top sparsely except we did some kind of atmospheric stuff like atmospheric stuff so like in this tom wait song we cover um we like found some chains or something and used that like as as a percussion thing but you know in terms of like the guitars and bass and and stuff kind of tried to make it sound a little more live you know yeah definitely well i mean that's something that you know if you guys are gonna we're, we're playing more live let's 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 record it live let's you know keep it keep it you know keep it actually how you guys want to hear it so that's that's awesome that you guys are kind of moving in that direction um you know one one thing i do you know as you know I, I've, I've not heard the unreleased stuff but you know i want to i want to spotlight one of your songs um you know obviously uh, i heard it live you know when you guys were going with the dream phases but um you know 
motorcycle with a skeleton. You know, it seems like something that's very, you yeah. know, very, very deep and part of it. Um, so looks like we lost. Uh, I lost Matt. Matt for a second. Yep, there he's back. He's back. Oh, he's back. There we go. Um, <laughs> Sorry so, about that. Oh, good. So Soup to Nuts, like, talk to me about, you know, creating that song and then, you know, getting it to the point where, you know, I heard it and, you know, we hear it now on, on Spotify um, all the time. So what is that, you know, what that process look like, you know, creating that one specific song? I remember that was one of the earlier ones where I sort of had, a, I think I had one of the riffs written, the, the one that goes, and that's all I had. So um, we were actually we we so this was probably 2015 and we packed all our music stuff up and headed to a cabin that my family has in middle georgia and just played in it all weekend and fleshed that song out and and, and john added a lot of, of that um as i recall and like we were just trying to like i think this is where we came up with the horror rock thing really because we were just like god trying to name this song hate coming up with names are all taken and then John just says, well, it's a motorcycle with a skeleton on it. And we we're like, <laughs> you, mean, you mean skeleton with a, you mean, you, mean, you mean, what do you mean? Like a skeleton riding a, a motorcycle? No, motorcycle with a skeleton on it. We're like, yeah, just as dumb as possible. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that, that's, you know, that's, that's where that came from. And we don't play it that live that much anymore, but um, I, I hope to start playing it again. Um, but uh, I, I love that song. Probably, I mean, uh, there's a very long and gratuitous guitar solo in it. So that's probably why I like it. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that was like that moment when we were like, this song is called Motorcycle with a Skeleton. That's when we, it clicked that like, this is this is how we're doing it, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's kind of what led to probably Gashi to Goro is uh, yeah, right. the next skeleton song. Yeah. I like it kept the skeleton theme going there must have been something going on in that middle georgia cabin a lot of skeletons around there kind of a haunted <laughs> yeah haunted vibe yeah we have a song called lights in the woods that's inspired by kind of being out there i remember um um so that was one of the areas in georgia that got hit by tornadoes back in 2011 so before then there were a lot more trees and i was just over there um just I think with my then girlfriend now wife and we it was like late and you know I was drunk as hell and trying to figure out something to write about and I looked off across the river with Spire River and I looked at I'd looked that direction for 20 years and all of a sudden I saw a light I'd never seen before and like the trees were, were going like this you know and I was like really freaked out a little bit and started started writing that song right there um that was years before phantom but um yeah that 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 was like sort of the early early you know um breadcrumbs of, of where we got to now and now we just try and write about you know not even necessarily scary stuff but just like oh remember that awesome like castlevania wasn't that game awesome and <laughs> we have a song about about like uh um you know, dead Viking soldiers on a field and Valkyries taking their souls up to Valhalla, um, that, that kind of stuff. And... That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you never know like that, that like, I can imagine any, any, any kind of artist has that moment where it's like, Oh, this is what it's supposed to be called. Motorcycle with a skeleton. 
I'm looking off, <laughs> you know, lights I've never seen before. Like that's yeah. that's the, that's the stuff right there. And like you know, people, you know, it affects people as as, as I've, uh, I saw you guys. So, um, well, obviously, I want to talk a little bit more about you know the live scene in Atlanta. You know, we kind of touched on it when we were talking outside of Boggs, but like. You know, you guys have played in a lot of different venues here, you know, some that I've been to, some that I haven't been to. And and so I guess what's y'all's favorite place, you know, or was your favorite place to play, you know, whether it be still in operation or not, um, you know, around the city? I want to hear what you mm. say first, Matt. Yeah, this is tough just because I think I think there's like different reasons to like a place, you know, whether it's like the amenities and they have like a nice you know, a green room or something, and they give you like enough drink tickets to actually enjoy yourself. (laughs) Or if it's like a good like crowd and vibe and whatnot, I feel like a combination of those two is probably the Earl. Um, It's got Mm -hmm. like that vibe, but they actually, you know, take care of you. They'll actually feed you sometimes, you know, it's got a pretty, pretty chill, you know, uh, you know, kind of green room, back room to kind of zone out. But at the same time, like if once that room gets like rocking, it's, it's a good, it's a good feel. You're kind of, on a low stage so you're kind of in the mix still with everybody and uh yeah so i'll think I'll, out of all of them i'll go with the earl for right now i would probably say that if i had more experience playing there like playing really good shows there i really don't but well at least not compared to where i'm gonna say our best shows with this band have probably been at smith's old bar but that was before the pandemic and we haven't played there since then but from from like 2016 16 to 2018 we played there really frequently and always did super well they treated us well sounded great so like there's the downstairs right called the atlanta room and we when we were first built to play play there in 2016 i was like oh god because i hadn't been there in a while and it used to be this really crappy room unless you were just like a guy with an acoustic guitar that was really what it was made for but if you had a full band in there which they sometimes did it was it was a pain, but they'd redone it and it was a good stage, good sound and like a hundred cap room. So it was really easy to fill. Um, and of course, you know, we, the, the music room upstairs is really sounds awesome and, and it's a great setup. And, uh, we, we played both of them multiple times as this band and had a fantastic time. Sadly, everyone we knew there has left. So, um, you know, but we, we, you know, mulling, uh, you know, reconnecting over there. I think, um, 529 after they redid their stage was a really really strong one um uh we haven't played there also since the pandemic our 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 friends that booked us there all moved to box and that's where you saw us and that was our first time playing on their new stage and i think we we need to probably play there another time or two to really it's 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 got some quirks i think it's quirks yeah. to figure <laughs> out but we kind of went in there assuming it was like any old stage but you know it you go, you have the bar and then you go down several steps and i i'd never played it well if i had played a stage like that it was 20 years ago so i didn't realize some of the issues that would cause with sound and lights but uh i'm eager to go back and try and figure that out because um you know the the the, the only scene of which we're aware you know is is, is there you know yeah. um sort of turning to your question about the scene, there's a lot of different ones now. It's pretty fragmented, but the one we got involved with, this is another me and Matt story, man. Me and Matt are the lifeblood of this band from like a <laughs> actual, you know, getting out there and doing stuff thing. We, um, 
went to see Buzzards of Fuzz at the Star Bar. And I told Matt, like, hey, man, come with me. I haven't been in the scene. So I took a big break from music. And so I hadn't hadn't talked to musicians, like, in, in, in a way yeah. to try and get to really know them in a while. So I was like, man, Matt, come with me. I don't know. And he's like, okay, dude. Um, so I was sitting there, you know, we were at the Star Bar, right? And then it was like, okay, and I'm going to go try and say hi to these guys. And Matt was like, dude, just come to the green room, whatever. So <laughs> we just, like, walked back there. And they were, they were so cool. We met Van and Ben and um, they sort of introduced us to what we kind of knew as the scene, which included, you know, like we, we've met a bunch of different bands through their, they have a kind of mini festival called Fuzz Stock. So we were close with people from Twin Criminal, who's a really fantastic, very technical uh, band. Um, there's a... Um, femme punk rock band called small with a com comedian and musical artist named sam severin that i'm close with um nomenot <laughs> nomenot oh shit yeah it's a that's a prog rock band about space gnomes so like they're our brethren <laughs> actually their their guitarist is an excellent artist and he's doing our cover art right now for our they have the most intense merch it's so cool <laughs> yeah yeah nomenot um, Nomenot, yeah, they're 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 great. Um, they're hilarious, but also very good musicians. Um, so it's kind of just you know whoever you play with, and uh, you know we we really kind of have to reengage because a lot of those bands are gone after the pandemic. There was this band called Sex Farm, who like was similar to us in a lot of ways in terms of just like who cares? Let's just do dumb jokes and and you know that they, they had a they had a um they had a we played a show with them at five two nine. And they were supporting the release of an album called Other Bands Blow. And I was just like, yes, <laughs> that's, that's the energy that I'm going for here. But they broke up and we're still, I'm still friends with their guitarist, Go Cool, who has like a psycho jazz project called Hallucina Jerks now. Um, but, you know, so the uh, Buzzards of Fuzz guys have a small PR firm now called Fuzz Firm. And we're engaging with them to have them put together like a uh, electronic press kit and a, a, a website stuff that I've been too lazy to learn how to do and uh, also help us release these singles. So, you know, we'll, you know, it's, you know, we, we like them, we trust them and they're, you know, obviously they're very, very competitive pricing, which is nice. And they have a booking company called a Ripon productions that, uh, you know, that's kind of our, it, if we wait around and don't do anything, we'll get calls from them to come fill in on the show or whatever, which is, you know, a really nice setup. We're hoping to, um, that's kind of where we, that's kind of what we've been doing since the pandemic is just waiting around for good opportunities. We played Fuzzstock 3 about a year ago. It was pretty fun. Um, that, and, and then that show you saw with, with the, the Milties and, and Dream Phases and Timothy Erie, was like our first show since then we haven't played again i think we're going to keep it on the down low until <laughs> next year when we're ready to like really push these new songs and go from there i like it i like it. big plans the fuzz firm coming at yeah. you with all the all the pr and everything you need i like that I love yeah that. they're 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 new but like i could you know i know i i've had lots of conversations with them about you know they basically just did it all them they've been doing this all themselves and they're like let's try and do this for other people and i was like yeah. i'll try it absolutely yeah i like it i like it that's awesome well you know 
that's awesome. We've got kind of, you know, obviously always, always good to hear, you know, as we, we talk to bands from all over, but, you know, sometimes the local part of this and, you know, we, we kind of don't, don't get into it as enough enough. And um, so always good to kind of get, get an idea of, you know, the scene here and, and where, you know, where we, we can go and see great shows. I, you know, you mentioned Smith's and the Earl. I've been to both those places and, uh, you know, I, I would def- definitely echo your sentiments about, you know, where, you know, how they, how they lay it out and, and how the show goes. So uh, for sure, for sure, a big fan there, but um, we'll get into uh, Pete Peterson's party pack of questions here. The, the thrilling. The Who is Pete Peterson? <laughs> Pete Peterson's my alter ego, you know, uh, oh my God, yes. combination between, you know, my regular person and, and a little bit more animated version of me. So, um, but excited to get you guys into Pete Peterson's party pack. So it'll be this or that questions. Um, I think we go Matt, then Alan. Um, All right. And so it's going to be quick now. It's going to be quick. It, All right. So gut, gut reaction, just like yeah. whatever comes to mind first. This right. or that, this or that. So mainly food based. And uh, the final question is not, not as much of a, you know, a rush. So you'll learn new and you'll know when the final question is coming. <laughs> so right. Pete Peterson's party pack questions, 20 questions. Here we go right now. Cake or pie. Cake. Pie. Salad or soup? Uh, soup. Salad. All right. All right. Coffee or tea? Oh, definitely coffee. Coffee. All right. A couple of coffee guys. Are aliens real? For sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Mathematically speaking, they must be. All right. <laughs> Acoustic or electric? I think I know the answer to this one. I'm going to go electric on that one, yeah. What is it, a fucking acoustic guitar? Is it a chair? <laughs> Grandpa's <laughs> guitars. Grandpa's guitars. Yeah. I like it. Wahoo or IHOP? Uh, Waffle House. Waffle House, but, but like a hair. Yeah, okay. Chips or pretzels? Uh, definitely chips. Pretzels are terrible. Chips. I have some pretzel haters here. Is magic real? If you believe hard enough, yeah. Yes, but I'll tell you why. One time, a comic book writer <laughs> named Grant Morrison was, had a uh, comic book that was not doing well. So he ordered his readers to go through a wankathon where they all would masturbate at a given time, and that would release magic into the air that would increase sales, and it did. Wow. Guerrilla marketing in more ways than one. I like That's that. right. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Toaster strudels or pop tarts? Uh, pop tarts. Uh, pop tarts. Okay. Sunrise or sunsets? Sunsets. Sunrises are, are uh, usually the result of poor decisions. <sighs> Sunset. Sunset. All right. A night in or the night out? What do you like better? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'd say. A night in these days, but uh, you know, this night in's really pushed that that need for a night out every once in a while. I I, I still I still prefer the night out, although usually it, it, I'm punished for it in one way or another. <laughs> okay, dogs or cats? Ooh, I'm a cat guy right now. Dogs. Rare cat guy appearance. I like that. <laughs> Bigfoot. Is he real or not? Yeah, yeah, he's real, and there's a museum up uh, 70, uh, 575 that tells you all about him. I don't think he is, but I think that's a reflection of a 
diseased and imperfect world we live in. He should be real, but he isn't. <laughs> he should be real. <laughs> when you walk into a party, are you more likely, and your jam comes on, are you more likely to do the robot or the worm? I'll, I'll robot. Probably at this age, the robot. Ten years ago, the worm. Okay, I like it. Are you guys more ninja guys or pirate guys? Uh, I impersonated a pirate for a long time in my early 20s, so I'll go with pirate. I'll go with pirate, the very first venture capitalists. I like that. I like that. Bagels or donuts? Uh, donuts. I got to go with donuts. donuts. Is love at first sight real? Definitely, yeah. I think so. Okay. Tenders or wings? Ooh, uh, man, you know, tenders are easy, but wings are definitely more tasty. So I'm going to go with wings. I like chicken tenders better. That's so oh, childish. It's so childish. so childish. I like it. I like it. Ranch or blue cheese with your chicken, your tenders or your wings? Which I'm one a blue cheese with? guy. Blue cheese. I'm I'm ranch unless it's true blue cheese, which has like psychedelic properties that'll give you strange. <laughs> it's the real mold that was grown in a cave. I'll do blue cheese. Okay, all right. So you you eat a lot of ranch, then it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> all there's right. A, there's a, there's oh sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, there's a there's a um. I call it like if Taco Mac was good near me, it's called the Kirkyard. I live in Kirkwood and their ranch yeah. is so good that like they make it by the gallon. So I don't I eat it. it by the gallon. I say that to, to illustrate how good, how much demand there is for it. I like it. Okay. So the Kirkyard Ranch. Oh, My yeah. colleague Tash lives at by Kirkyard as well. So I will have to tell him about it. Um, all right. Final question of Pete Peterson's party pack of questions. You guys ran through a couple of bands earlier, but some bands, you know, just, each of you guys give me two uh, of people that we need to check out that may be local, that may be people that you, you don't know or you do know, either one. But you know, give me a couple of bands that each of you guys feel like would be awesome to check out and try to get on the podcast. Um, I tell you, one of my kind of favorite indies, he kind of goes way back to um, our time back in the day when we would go see bands, you know, in our in our late teens early 20s but he's still out there doing it and his name is uh, michael flynn oh man um, he he was a lead singer of this band called slow runner back in the day but he's a, he's a solo guy now and he, and he plays with you know just some people from uh, i'm going to say like south carolina and just like his melodies and his words and lyrics and, and like the way he like you know puts it all together is it just it hits me hard it's got that kind of like emo vibe that you still remember from when you were a kid and and even though, you know, things aren't so emo these days, it still still kind of resonates. So, uh, you know, there's that. Um, Alan, you go while I think about another one. Um, as, as far as, as local bands, um, trying to think of who's, who's put out something that really was like, oh, my God. I think I got to go back to small because they, they put out really energetic, passionate, punk rock and like I listen to it and I'm just like holy crap like uh, I know I can't do it you know I don't know how to do that but uh, if I did I'd feel very pleased with myself um and I'll think of kind of maybe a more like who who, who really matters to me right now and, but I'm gonna make you go now Matt I'm still working on my thoughts here I need to I need to be able to pull up my iPod or my uh my uh, uh 
Damn it, Absolutely. Man. I don't want I don't want to like get out of this app. So I don't <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna defer again. Um for me, the band that has most been like, oh my god, um, there's a band called Mutoid Man, and it's it's metal, but it's this great marriage of math rock and like aggro dumbass rock. Um, and there's this weird, it, there's a lot of cool groove to it, but there's also a lot of like it's almost comedy. In fact, their, their, their guitarist, I forget his name, but he was part of the house band for this New York web-based late night show called Two Minutes to Late Night, where the, the host is called Gorsinio Gore Hall. And he's like got on a black suit, but like the corpse face paint. And uh, they had these hilarious sort of variety shows. Like for example, they had the guy from Baroness, uh, John Baisley on, and they played like a metal version of Purple Rain. And then over the pandemic, they did, you know, remote stuff. And they, they I mean, I, they, they had me in stitches. They did a um, kind of obscure song by ACDC called Riff Raff, but they did it like deep tuned and they had the lead singer from Clutch on vocals, Neil Flynn. Uh, no, wait. Neil Flynn's the guy from Scrubs. I forget what Neil's last name is. <laughs> um, but like in the background, they had the cheesiest references to Australia you could imagine, like out, like Outback Steakhouse blooming onions and like fucking kangaroos and shit. I've not laughed that hard in a long time. So Mutoid Man is the other one for me. Mutoid Man. Mutoid Man. Nice. Well, I'm I'm blanking on the spot right now, so I'm just gonna. That doesn't actually listen to music. We don't. That's all right. (laughs) We don't need him. We got a a good one. We got a good one. And Michael Flynn. I got Small Local Atlanta Band, and then Mutoid Man. Uh, Of course, I'm gonna check out. It sounds like I need to check out Garcinio Hall as well. Hell yeah! Uh, Two minutes to late night. Yeah. Two minutes to late night. I like that. Um, You know, one thing I think you you guys might appreciate. uh, Have you guys ever heard of uh, Necrogoblicon? And John Goblicon. No, no, no. tell I, us. You guys should check stupid. out. You guys should check the, the. You know, I think a very similar vibe to Gorsinio Hall, Two Minutes to Midnight. John Goblicon does a show called Right Now. A lot of metal artists go on oh, it. This looks um, great. And I've seen Necker Goblicon. Uh, I hope in one day, John, if you're listening, to come on the podcast, it'd be amazing. Um, but they're unbelievable. I, I yeah. think it would definitely worth y'all checking them out. They're, they're they do something called goblin metal. So yeah, uh, you know, in that in, in a, in a <laughs> similar yeah. vein um, as as, y'all, as the you know the horror rock genre. So uh, definitely check them out. But guys, thank you so much. It's been, been an awesome time, and and you know I can't thank you guys enough for coming up. Any anything, obviously, you know we're looking forward to 2023 for you guys getting things going. Um, you know so. Anything in the in that's that's set in stone? You guys want to talk about now, or uh, anything, or we're just we're just, we're getting look for announcements coming, you know, soon out of twenty twenty three. Yeah, be on the lookout. We're putting together a plan. You know, I think all twenty twenty three will be sort of a rollout of you know we we recorded three new songs. We got a different producer. His name's Chris Sampson, and we he we hooked up with him through the buzzard, the fuzz guys, and really really just loved the process of recording with him he was very like in our you know genre and i think we just finished the mixes they sound great so we've got a song called um we've got a song called castlevania we've got a song that we were going to call dave Grohl's cock but i've consulted a <laughs> copyright attorney and he advised me 
to find a different path. So we're probably going to call it Grim Job. And then we've got a, um, a, a cover of uh, Going Out West by Tom Waits that we play live all the time that people really dig. Um, so we'll be re releasing that, you know, every once, you know, every couple months next year and probably have a show related to each one. Um, so that's, you know, that's what we're most excited about. We're trying to write some new stuff and, um, you know, now that, now that it's like, we're in a space, we're in a space where you feel like you can actually book a show and it's probably going to happen, which is nice. Yeah. Um, we feel a lot more eager, I think next year after the holidays are over to, to get back out there and, and really figure out what happened after the dust settled because other than bogs, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Just start kind of emailing some, some places. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, we'll be on the lookout. We'll be there when you guys announce anything and uh, we look forward to seeing that. But guys, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're excited to see what happens next, man. Well, yeah, yeah I appreciate you. it. Awesome.